Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome men to Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by TickPick. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering into the world of news and topics we find interesting. Here we go. Adam, I think the only thing we're going to talk about this week is what we should. We know what happened with John Gruden, the Raiders head coach. He resigned on Monday after his emails from the past came to light in a New York Times article. This happened actually um, tomorrow. It's going to be a week from tomorrow that this happened uh, back Friday when the one uh, racial trope came out that he had in an email about the union chief of the Players Association. When you heard about that one email, how much did you think, how serious did you think this would get and would it get serious fast? I mean, when you heard about that, did you think there was more out? Yeah, you know, we we did that podcast uh, last Friday and man, so many things have been moving. Uh, There's been so many moving pieces uh, in this week. It feels like it was two years ago. And as you said, it's only been a week at this point. But I think the the thing we really kept coming back to in that first reaction, and this is in the you know minutes after uh, the first story broke, I think the thing we kept coming back to was, well, what this does is, first of all, it's, it's offensive in its own right. It's obviously um, appalling that you would use that kind of that kind of language and that and, and that sort of thing. But I think what we said is that the Raiders are in a really really tough spot. This is a this is going to be a really tough decision to make that they're going to have to make in terms of discipline. But the thing to look out for and to wait for is what is next. Well, at the time, I think our thinking was, hey, anybody in the league that's ever been around him that ever heard anything that has an ax to grind now uh, has an open door to, you know, to turn over more information, to, to say, hey, I also heard him say this. And, you know, once when he was around me, he said this, and he made this kind of joke. And uh, I think we thought that there was going to be a period where, you know, that's how these things usually happen, right? One report opens the floodgate if this is a pattern of behavior and if it didn't if we didn't hear anything else i think you could say it was a huge mistake it was an isolated incident uh he probably should be disciplined pretty severely but you you probably in the end survive it in terms of your job whether that's right or wrong that's usually how these things play out but you know like we said the door is open and what else can come out and who else can know something as it turned out it was from the same you know, source of information, those emails that, that came from that investigation of the Washington football team. So we didn't have to wait for other people to say anything. You know, they, they played the game on Sunday. The Raiders hadn't made a determination. And I think whoever put these emails out there uh, looked at that as, hey, you're going you're, you're gonna to go 72 hours without doing anything about this. And, and now you're going to have a press conference on Monday where John Gruden essentially says, we've moved on. Uh, that's not cool. And, and so then, you know, the, the rest of these things came out. And at that point, I believe on Monday, the story hit, the New York Times story hit, I believe within 30 seconds, I had called you and said, uh, John Gruden's done as coach of, of the Raiders. This is over. And within an hour, it was over. So yeah, I got uh, the, uh, I got the nine one one red alert from the phone from you. Cause you had read the New York times article. A couple things here. Let's go back to when the Wait, Raiders. First of all, hold on. Not to make light of this. 
can we say that that was a warranted 911 text? It was warranted. No, no, I'm, I'm not making funny. It was warranted. I mean, you know, I, I might have been asleep. It was two in the afternoon. Take, I, I got the early morning show, taking a nap. You woke me up. I'm glad you did because I had to go to work at that point. But I want to go back to the Friday. Uh, you're right. We were, we were on, the, uh, on the podcast then when the first email came out. The release from the Raiders uh, certainly intimated that they had more documents that the NFL had sent on. And you put this out on Twitter right away. Stay tuned when they got more documents. If they had the emails at that point, the misogynist ones, the anti-gay ones, the anti-women ones, all the things he's now really led to his resignation. If they had those at that point, why in the world would they allow him to coach on Sunday? Of all the things, and I want to be clear, and I, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll address this portion of it, but you know, as of right now, Thursday evening, we really have not heard from Mark Davis. I think we've all called him. We've all talked to him briefly, gotten a hit. I want to talk right at this point. Um, but he did say a couple of things here and there. Uh, but really, it, it's essentially been no comment from Mark Davis. And I'm okay with it from the standpoint of, listen, they've messed up some of these things in the past. Let's just look right back at, you know, I can breathe. When you try to make an immediate statement after uh, the George Floyd uh, trial, the, right. the, the officer trial, um, they, made, they tried to react right away. They made a huge mistake. I can understand taking your time, trying to formulate your thoughts, uh, it's been a whirlwind. I thought, you know, we've, we've talked about this, like inside the building, it's been a whirlwind. We're inside the building every day. It's like, not to say we're involved in the story, but we're covering the story. It's changing every second. It's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you. I was like, I'm exhausted. Like from this week, I yeah. can't imagine what the people inside the building are like, um, I'm okay with taking a step back and collecting your thoughts and saying the right thing and trying to say the right thing. I, I will say like a couple of players this week and a couple of coaches have sent up some things and some phrases have been picked apart where, okay, you're saying the right thing for 90% of the time, but this phrase is not acceptable. Like that's the kind of things I'm talking about. And you want to get it right. You want to come out, you want to set the right tone, say the right things. And sometimes that requires some thought and, I, and I'm okay with it from that standpoint. I'm not really okay with not answering this question that you just posed to me. If the Raiders got these emails on Friday, if they were aware of these emails on Friday and they just hadn't come to light publicly, why on earth was John Gruden on that sideline on Sunday? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to agree or disagree here. I think at some point, if you're saying that Mark Davis is collecting his thoughts, at some point Mark Davis has to stand up and talk to people and talk to the media and talk to his fans. Uh, his general manager, Mike Mayock, has. His interim coach, Rich Bisacci, has. His quarterback, Derek Carr, has. His coordinators, his uh, other players have. Mark Davis is the face of that franchise, and he needs to step in here at some point. Maybe it's next week. I'm not sure when it is. And talk about the guy that when he signed as the coach for 10 years for $100 million, he was almost brought to tears. He chased John Gruden for years and years and years, loved him like a brother, wanted nothing else but John Gruden to be his coach, and now it's led to his resignation. At some point, Mark Davis, I think you agree, has to say something. No, and I'm not saying he doesn't have to speak until January. Like, I'm okay if he doesn't speak until Monday or Tuesday. Like, I'll, I'll give him a week to, to get it right. I mean, listen, what I was referring to, and I'll just, I'll just throw it back into it, I, I think you would agree Derek Carr was pretty good. That is terrific. Carr, yeah. Well, let's hold off on terrific. That Derek is Carr, really good. Derek, really good. Derek Carr closed with, hey, he who, it's, it's basically the he who cast the first stone, but it's the, he said, let's open up everybody's emails. That comes off as an excuse. And it's not, and I know what he's saying. I'm, I 
actually agree with him. Honestly, just to, to get it out there, I agree with him. Like, I, I think anybody that's out here, you know, firing away and saying, you know, there's no questions here about the privacy issues and all those other things, I would agree with them. And I would say there's a lot of people out there that are really wagging their finger that if we looked at their text and their emails, they probably wouldn't have a job. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair point. And I agree with Derek Carr saying it, but when you say it at your first availability, after this all goes down, it's looked at as an excuse. And again, I, I agree with him. I think it's a fair thing to say and a fair thing to point out, but you know that people are going to pick that apart and it's been circulating everywhere that Derek Carr is making excuses for John Gruden. I don't think that's what he did. I don't think that, I don't think he did that at all. In fact, I thought he was pretty honest about his feelings about the emails and what was said and how much he disagreed with those thoughts. Right. But look, look what happened on Twitter and online and everywhere else. That's yeah. the only quote that's out there. That's the only thing I'm seeing that Derek Carr said. I suppose perception is reality. Right. And so if, if Mark Davis comes out and speaks with us and he's great for 99% of the time and one phrase is off, that's going to be picked up. And, and listen, that's, it's not, I'm not saying that that's what our business is. I think there, there's a part of it that is, and there's a part of the, the, the media world that's not really journalism that, that does those things. And, um, and I get it, but, but I think, you know, in the end, I'm okay with him trying to make sure that he says everything exactly right when he finally does talk, because you don't want those things to be picked out. You don't want to become the Derek Carr hitting it perfectly for 99% and then having that 1% circulate around. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's what you want. So, um, by the way, it happened to him with the Carl Nassim thing too. And I, I don't mean to call it the Carl Nassim thing, but when, I, when and you do you think I, I not like Mark Davis, but do you think it would be good for Carl Nassim to speak on this? Sure. Uh, yeah. And what I was referring to is, you know, Derek Carr gave a, you know, gave his press conference after Carl Nassim came out. It was unbelievable support, unbelievably supportive and said 99% of the right things I thought. And one of the things that got picked up was when he said, you know, I don't have to agree with what he's doing. Right. 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 I came across as, you know, bashing, um, bashing, the, you know, the, the community. And, and that's not, I don't think that's what he was doing. I don't think it's what he meant. But that's the one thing that I've picked out. So, again, that, all I'm getting at is I'm okay with Mark Davis making sure he gets this right, but I'm not saying he gets forever. Like, he, he does need to talk soon, but I'm okay with a week. I'm not okay with a month, but I'm okay with a week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to check it out, visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. 
Do you believe um, 20 to nine loss to the Bears? We haven't gotten into that game because of all that happened to a to a player afterwards and to Gruden as well. They did. They said that the controversy and everything about the first email did not play a part in it. Did you believe that? And looking back, because I know you rewatched game film uh, from what you saw. And I, look, it's really tough because a lot of this stuff is hard for the kind of the, the 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 common eye to see in terms of, hey, did he play hard on that snap? Hey, was he focused on that snap? The game's going so fast. You really got to slow things down. It's the it's the joke I always make about high school sports writers back in the day who used to pick the best offensive linemen. And they said, well, he had 56 pancake blocks. I'm like, look, you're not looking at him. You're watching the ball. Don't tell me about pancake blocks. I don't want to hear about that. So, but when you rewatched it, did you get the sense that this had any effect on them or were they just really bad against the Bears? Well, I think for the most part, they said it didn't. Um, I will say that David Carr, Derek's brother, said it absolutely did. Um, I watched the game and I feel like it did. Like, there were just, there was no emotion, there was no life. Um, it was as, not, not as bad a game as I've seen them play, but it was as lifeless a game as I've seen them play since I've been covering them since 2018. Um, it was, it was, it wasn't, it was not great. It didn't look good at film at all. Um, I'll also say that, you know, I, I asked the question of Mike Mayock. Um, it was a two word answer. Uh, yeah. for those, for those who are watching, I said, do you think, uh, that the, the, you know, what went down Friday impacted the play on the field on Sunday? And he said, I don't. And that was it. He didn't address it any further. Uh, to me, I thought that meant yes. Um, and he just didn't want to say that. I thought, um, Gus Bradley and Greg Olson today both kind of said it did without saying it did. Um, so, you know, and I think Rich Sasacha did too, actually. I think, uh, but if I remember, there's been like, well, what, a hundred press conferences the last few days, but if I remember Rich Sasacha's answer correctly, um, he was asked if they were flat because of it. And I think he said, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to label, but it, you know, but it wasn't our best. There's something along those lines. So, um, I, I think it's been kind of acknowledged without acknowledging it. Um, it was an issue, and it was also why um, it, it wasn't, regardless of, of anything else, it, just, it wasn't going to be sustainable uh, in that locker room. Even before, even I think even before the, the new emails came out, I don't think it was going to be sustainable. Uh, but after that, there was no way. Okay, well then let's uh, fast forward. Rich Passaccia becomes the interim head coach. He's special teams coordinator. Uh, I think what's going to happen is what you probably believe um, Greg Olson is going to handle the offense. Gus Bradley's going to handle the defense and Rich is going to stay with special teams and kind of maybe be the guy who decides if they're going on fourth down or decides when to have a, a, a timeout. But I really think he's going to allow his coordinators to kind of run the bulk of both of their units. Um, surprised it was Basachi or did he make the most sense? It sure seems like talking to players, they love the guy, they believe in the guy. And this is probably the one that should take over, you know, through the rest of this season, they've got 12 games left. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a pretty obvious uh, choice. For, for the reasons that you said, um, you've already lost your play caller. You've already lost the head coach, obviously, and, and not every team would happen. Like some teams, you can lose your play caller, it's not your head coach. You can lose your head coach, it's not your play caller. With the Raiders, it's one and the same. And it's not just those are two of the most important positions. They're probably the two most important positions on the entire um, staff. But John Gruden is even beyond that. I mean, John Gruden's the general manager, he's the president, he's the CEO, he's his fingerprints on everything. I'm, I'm pretty sure. He designed some of the bathrooms in the facility. Like, I mean, he, he, he has touched every single thing that this organization has done the last four years. So um, it, losing all of those things with one guy, it was going to become very difficult to have any kind of continuity. If you make Gus Bradley, which would have been the only other option, I think, to be the head coach, 
Right. Now you have to figure out, okay, who's going to run the defense, who's going to call the plays on defense, all those other things. Uh, Rich Versace was already the assistant head coach. That was his title. He's been in all those meetings. He's been ready to go. Um, so I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think there's one other point that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. I mean, nobody wants to acknowledge it, but I don't believe Rich Versace is a full-time candidate for the job. No, I, don't I didn't believe that. No. He's going to be up for it, and I think Gus Bradley will. So I think it, it makes more sense to say, hey, in the interim, finish out the year. Um, you know, we'll consider Gus Bradley at the end, but, you know, this is this is obviously telling everybody this is a temporary situation and we're going to figure out who the guy is going forward. All right, so they're at Denver this week on Sunday. Olsen's running the offense. Uh, Carr and Olsen have worked together before in terms of play calling. Olsen was uh, the play caller during Carr's uh, rookie season in 2014. Now he's back calling plays for him. Give us your view on both sides of the ball this week. What will change? What won't change? I don't think much defensively will change because Bradley's been here the whole time this season, but it is a new play caller. Um, Carr, to me, gave a little inference when he talked about philosophies that it might be a little different. Uh, talking to people around the team, they think Greg Olson might open things up a little more. They've been a pass-heavy you know, team this year, third in the league in, in yards per game, but that they might even pass more. Good or bad thing, because – they obviously haven't been able to establish the run with this offensive line. So do they need to force that more or would you like to see them open it up even more? Well, I'm open it up more guy. I mean, there, there's definitely, there's definitely other subtle changes uh, that could be made. They could use a lot more motion, which they, I don't think they use enough of. Um, if you look at, you know, one of the biggest indicators of success or not indicators is the wrong word, but um, one of the biggest correlations between um, success on, on passing on early down um, is a lot of play action. And I, I think the old school mentality, and I think it's John Gruden mentality a little bit, is you have to be able to run the ball to set up play action. That's right. not true. That's not true. It's targets. Um, you can do it right at the beginning. And um, I believe that the Raiders are not only last in early down play action, uh, there's not a close second. Like, they're way below any other team in doing that this year. And, and I think that that's something I'm sure uh, that, you know, guys like Greg Olson, and I'm sure, listen, Derek Carr says he doesn't read anything. Derek Carr reads everything. And reads I'll, everything. Reads everything. I'll almost, I'll almost bet you that Derek Carr has read the same uh, stories that I, that I have and that he has seen that. Um, I, I will guarantee you he is on pro football focus all the time because he cites some things that are from there that he says he doesn't look. Um, I, I would, I would pretty much be sure of that. So I'm sure he's going to have a lot more influence. That'll probably be something that he wants to do. By the way, it helps the quarterback. So why wouldn't he want to do that? Um, th there's a lot that I think you could do. And I, I'm not one of these. I'm, I saw the opinion. I think it's, um, a little bit silly that John Gruden was actually the one holding them back. Right. I do a little bit of a bump maybe offensively, uh, because I think, that and you've, you've seen some people around the league say this too. Well, there's no tendencies right now, right? Like nobody knows what what they have a tendency to do on first and second down because nobody's seen Greg Olson call plays in this offense. So I think there's a little bit of an edge for the first couple of games until people get those tendencies uh, to, to try to take advantage of something. So um, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that they benefit that John Gruden is gone, but. You, you can find little things here and there that you might be able to take advantage of. All right. Let's uh, end it on a uh, somewhat of a more humorous note. We've been pretty serious the whole time. Uh, our colleague, Heidi Fang, uh, has a tendency. She, first of all, 
she's got a bag for her uh for her cameras that is about as big as our cars. She lugs this thing around like a lunatic, unless we're on the road, then you and I are, you know, we're gentlemen and help her with it. Uh, once again, she put this bag yesterday, right in the middle of the aisle in the media room. And she's done this before I've tripped over it. Other people have tripped over it, but Mr. Hill, you went down hard. I mean, you went down hard to where you're definitely doubtful for the game this week with, uh, elbow and knee injuries. Um, will there be any kind of attorney calling Miss Fink? What, where do you put this in like the realm of how bad she is when it comes to this stuff? Oh, she's egregious. Yeah, uh, that's that as bad as it gets. And I think you can make the argument both ways, right? Um, you should look where you're going. Everybody should look where they're walking. But she covered an entire walkway with her yes. giant. Yes. So I think when you start, when you start heading down a walkway, you, you don't expect the giant bag to be there. I should have looked now to, to also up strike against me. Um, I was carrying a bunch of stuff, including a coffee. So it's a little bit tougher to actually look where you're going uh, when you got a bunch of stuff in your hand. Uh, and we're, we're, as we're referencing this, it was Wednesday, the day that everybody was speaking for the first time. So usually there's about six to eight of us in there. There was the full COVID limit of 25. Uh, there's about 25 people with national people in there yesterday. For, uh, uh, NFL Network was there. So what I, 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 what I mean to say by that is, I was looking around and like, whoa, who are these people? Who's that person? Oh, I recognize that person. I know who that is. Like I'm looking around as I walk through the room, not really paying attention to where I'm going. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to be calling a lawyer. First of all, who would I sue? Do I sue her or the facility? No, I, think, no I, I definitely think you sue Heidi. I think well, you the sue. Work, the work cop claim, I think. Um, but either way, I'm not going to be suing anybody. However, I'm sure that you noticed that this was the idea of our other coworker, Kathy Soto, our, our great uh, coworker over at the Review Journal in Vegas Station. Um, she is demanding that anytime Heidi's around, I walk with a very pronounced limp. Yes, yes. And I think your elbow, you should be pushing your hand up and down to say your elbow's hurt as well. I yeah. will give you credit because my, my brand new uh, MacBook was sitting right in front of you. You could have ruined it, but you saved the coffee, which means, which tells me what's most important in your life. You did save it as you went down. I mean, how impressive is that though? That's that was very impressive. I was really impressed with that. And, yeah. and to make matters worse, we will tell the audience later in the day, this is how bad Heidi is. She almost maims Adam. Adam almost kills himself. What does she do? Does she move the bag? Does she make no. it easier for people? No, she keeps it right there. So our photographer, Ben Hager, who was shooting at that time, I think Darren Waller, who was up speaking, he rounded the corner trying to get the perfect shot from the newspaper, doing his job. He tripped over and went down and he went down harder than you did. He sprawled on the floor. He never got up for a long time. Yeah. We thought he was unconscious. Yes. I thought that kid was done. Well, he also, he was not at work today. So I think maybe he uh, was still feeling the effect. It wasn't pretty. Now, listen, I, I am, I am pretending on the lip. I don't have a lamp in my arm. My arm hurts, but it's not like, you know, there's nothing wrong. Um, my toe it feels like it's broken. That's pretty bad. Uh, that's, that's what made contact with the bag, but it's not, it's not having any lasting effect on me. Uh, I mean, it was, it was embarrassing, uh, but it's also like, you can have a good humor about it for sure. But I do feel worse for Ben who actually did seem like when, when he tripped over it, it seemed like there was going to be some severe damage. Yeah. But, but this is on Heidi Fane. When one person trips over, move your bag underneath the desk. I don't know why the bag's so big anyway. It's like she's she's leaving for a European vacation every week with all these cameras. I think she only uses one of them. 
Move the bag under the desk. I've tripped over it. You've tripped over it. Ben tripped over it. What's it going to take for this woman to move that bag? Somebody's going to have to die. <laughs> then the family will be able to sue. Oh, you know, my family will be lined up. Money involved. If I go down, if I go down and I'm dead, they'll, they'll, be, at the, they'll be at the attorney's office the next day trying to get any money they can off me. Sure. Uh, and off Heidi, but I'm, I, don't, I don't know if there is any. No, that's true. Uh, we will keep everyone up to date on that and any kind of legal uh, legal uh, steps we take for uh, for what she's doing to the media out there at the Raiders uh, facility. All right, that's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, ST, and Sports, and presented by TitFit. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day while we preview the Raiders and Broncos. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We're going to talk to you next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.